Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. So, there's not really many words, but if you're joining us now for the BGN Instant Reaction Show here, I'm sure you can hear my toddler having a full-fledged meltdown upstairs. And um, we don't even need to say anything. You can just listen to her scream and cry for the next 30 minutes because that's pretty much the same as the feelings that we're we're all having. I'm Jess Taylor. Like I said, this is the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm here, as always, with Shane Half, Rachel Behind the Glass. Dives is with us today. So we can all just scream and yell and maybe sob like Ruby um, to talk about what exactly it was that that we just watched after the Eagles fall to the Cardinals 35-31. I where do we start? Where do you want to start? Like where should we even start? The draft. Can we just start talking about draft yeah. prospects? I mean we can. I don't even know if I have the mental capacity to even start there at, at this point. But uh it pretty much that's I mean oh it's so tough because no matter what, we're we're locked into a playoff. Like we're locked into some sort of playoff ordeal with this team. We don't have a choice but to be. I mean, we have our own personal choice to not turn the television on, but we all know none of us are going to just not watch. Like <laughs> that's not a question. But I mean, so bad. It starts with the defense. Um, I mean, at least with Desai, you had a very strong run defense the first half of the season. To to get that gashed by an Arizona Cardinals rushing attack, uh, 14 rushing first downs. Um, they had 221 rushing yards. They consistently, for 60 minutes, just blew apart the Eagles' run defense. Um, it was demoralizing. You know, this team is not tough. They are soft. Um, you know, they they clearly can't stop anything under under Matt Patricia. That clearly looks like a fraudulent move uh, at the start. Um, this is, you've got to start with saying, calling it as it is. This is one of the most fraudulent Eagles team in recent memory. The D-line is so vastly overrated. When was the last time you heard the name Josh Sweat? They're dropping back Hassan Reddick in coverage. Um, it, it's just the same story over and over and over again, week to week to week. The, the Cardinals, what, scored four straight touchdowns on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it also starts at the top. I was a Nick Sirianni guy. I can't back him up anymore. Like, you cannot defend Nick Sirianni one ounce, especially the way they came out in that third quarter when they had a, what, a 15-point lead, the Cardinals had 11 minutes of time of possession in the third quarter, 152 yards. The Eagles had 44 yards, three-plus minutes. 
It's an embarrassment. You go to the offensive coordinators. How bad was that Brian Johnson play call? Three minutes left. It's a tie football game. First and 20. Play one, quarterback draw. Play two, read option, quarterback draw. Play three, bubble screen for four yards. Devontae Smith goes to the medical tent, gets rolled up. One of the worst situational play calls I have ever seen. You can't make this stuff up. And we're going to watch this team publicly self-destruct in the playoffs. Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. They don't deserve this, man. This is as bad as it gets. This is one of the most embarrassing losses uh, I've seen in quite some time. It starts with the coaching staff. Um, there's no words, Jess. No, and, no words. and you hit the nail on the head with the situational play con because at the, up to that point, I had no gripes with the way the offense executed today. The offense looked fine, moving the ball, doing what they needed to do, scoring when they needed to score, no issues. It was not the execution. It was that situational play calling. And you saw right as, as soon as after that third down call, they're walking off the field, the cameras go right to A.J. Brown, and he is just shaking his head. So and defeating. you kind of saw, case in point, right there, why A.J. Brown does not want to talk to the media. Like, what What do you say? As a as a player, I don't know how Nick Sirianni keeps defending it. And, I mean, furthermore, Shane, you and I have talked about this being sort of Nick Sirianni's offense, and he has said that. But, like, Nick, Siri- Nick Sirianni's offense today was fine. It was the decision-making and play-calling in these situations is what really took them down and what really hurt them. And they have too much talent on this offensive roster to – make those decisions in those moments. I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Th- there's really nothing else to say about this team at this point. Like their defense is a complete joke. Their offensive play caller is a moron. And, and that pretty well sums up the 2023 Eagles. I mean, I, and that's our show. Thank you for coming, for coming today. Come back next week. We'll do it one more time. Yeah. I, Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I, I don't know. I don't know what you say at this point about this team. Um, the offense moved the ball well at times. Like, none of this matters. It doesn't matter. It, no. If your head coach is not going to call plays, which I'm generally in favor of, um, the problem when your offensive or when your head coach doesn't call plays is as soon as you have an offensive play caller that's good at it, they will be a coach somewhere else. And that's what the Eagles run into this year. But if it gives you the edge in like situational game management things and they're like an offensive mastermind and they're just not calling the plays. I can be on board with that. And last year, that's what it seemed like. This year, in key circumstances, the Eagles make suboptimal decisions all the time. I mean, you look at this game, and like we talked about, I mean, the Eagles have given up back-to-back-to-back 70-plus yard touchdown drives. They had not stopped the Cardinals from driving inside the 25 on any possession the entire game. And your decision after the holding on first down makes it first and 20 is to go QB run, QB run, screen pass to Kenny Gainwell and kick a field goal, just trusting that your defense will miraculously get a stop. Like they literally haven't held the Cardinals out of field goal, out of chip shot field goal range all day and given up three straight touches. Like what did you think was going to happen? Everybody knew what was going to happen. And not to mention at the time, your quarterback was 15 of 19 passing the football with three touchdowns. Like Jalen Hurts, I thought played well. It doesn't matter. Uh, 
that none of it matters. Uh, this team is beyond fraudulent. Um, I was on the show last week saying that I thought people should generally be more encouraged by the game than they probably were. It's over. And I, I, I don't, I don't have any confidence in Nick Sirianni as a head coach moving forward. I, I, I literally think it's just time to clean house on everybody this off season. You, that everything, all the smoke that's come out of the locker room that I've tried not to put too much stock into um, the weirdness with which the Sean Desai thing was handled. Matt Patricia is obviously an incompetent moron. Like it, it's just time to clean house and start over. There, there's no other way to do it. Um, I mean, maybe if they, if the Eagles front office wants a figurehead coach that they can control and they keep Nick Sirianni, that might happen, but everything else has to go. Like you, you can't bring back Matt Patricia. You cannot bring back Brian Johnson. You can't bring back Alex Tanny. Like it's all got to change because this is atrocious. Basically everyone, but Stoutland. <laughs> Everybody, go. but Stoutland must. And, and now, yeah. shockingly, and Michael Clay, <laughs> keep Michael Clay around. How much does it pain you to say that out loud? I mean, I'm just glad that we've got one coach that I feel good about. <laughs> but does it does it really does it hurt you in any way, like personally, that you have to say that you want to keep the special teams coach? Around? I mean, maybe if there were like other things I could hang my hat on and be like, hey, the Eagles are good at this, it might hurt more. But I just want to be good at something, and I don't know. I just situationally like that people didn't like like the shot play on third down to open the second half. I, I generally don't mind that there's bringing zero pressure. You want to attack downfield. And, and that's a, just another thing of where the Eagles have been all year. Like Hertz has to throw that ball so early because it's a zero pressure and it could be a little bit more upfield. Devonta Smith gets both hands on it. Like it's just been things like that all year that they're, they're this close to breaking through on some, but in other ways, like they're this close to being a 500 team right now. So it yeah. generally all shakes out in the end. I mean, at the end of the day, the Eagles just aren't a good football team. Their defense stinks. Their defense. And stinks. their offense shouldn't get off the hook too. They didn't, I don't, if my math is correct, Shane, they don't, they didn't have a single third down conversion in the entire second half. Go, go check that out, which is absolutely ridiculous to think about. Um, and we just went through 60 minutes of Jonathan Gannon dialing up a better game plan to keep the Eagles offense off the field than Brian Johnson. Jonathan freaking Gannon. They had to have converted at least one third down because they did get all the way down the I field. I don't think it was a third and down. Have to kick that field goal. For you talking about for the Cardinals or for the Eagles? Eagles? Was that The Eagles finished down? 4 of 9 on third down. I'm pretty sure they were 4 and 8 uh in the first half. Uh, yeah, so they, no, they had, so they, yeah, they had the failed tush push and then they got it on fourth down. They scored a touchdown on the third and four pass to Dallas. All right. All right. That's the only one. I was gonna say, they had to, <laughs> they had to convert at least one because they scored points. They went all the way down the field. Yeah. But I know they weren't just doing it on first and second down. Oh God. I, I mean, that the, the thing that. I, I honestly think the thing that Eagles fans have to hope for at this point is that a like, please do not let this team stumble into a playoff win and convincing themselves that everything is okay. Like that's step one. Step two is Howie Roseman has to realize that his philosophy of how to build a defense is fatally flawed. 
you cannot roll out incompetency at the linebacker position and sign street free agents in November and expect to field a good defense. I don't care how much money you put into your pass rush or into your cornerbacks, even though they generally have not played very well. I'm not, I'm not saying you need to go spend a first round pick on a linebacker. You, you can't just treat the position like it absolutely doesn't exist. The Eagles have run that bit as far as they can. And that's a huge part of why the defense looks so bad against the run. The other part is you spent, you spent three consecutive first round picks on defensive linemen. Like you should be able to stop the run, but uh, that that's totally fallen apart. There's no pressure. The Eagles have four sacks in the last three games. And two of those three games were against backup quarterbacks. I love the stat that the broadcast kept throwing out there. Like the last three games under Sean Desai, when they played Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh, Dak Prescott was really bad, but now they haven't given up 300 yards and failed to mention it was against Drew Locke, Tommy DeVito and uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, The defense isn't any better. Uh, The defense just has, it has severe personnel issues. It's entirely predictable. Like, I promise you every single third down, the Eagles are going to line their linebackers up on the line of scrimmage, bail them into coverage and spin into cover one and get burned because that's just what they do on third downs. Um, just entirely too predictable. And they're not, they don't have the horses to pull that. How out. in the world did the Eagles defense limit the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins to under like 50 points? I still don't understand. I still don't like – you, you, you have Sean Desai, who went 4-2 and two against Dallas twice, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Francisco. And then you go with Matt Patricia, who gives up a Drew Locke game-winning drive, barely beats Tyrod Taylor, and just got carved by James Conner uh, and the Cardinals. The 3-12 and 12 Cardinals, who are awful, an awful football team. Oh, yeah. I, I got nothing. I don't have words. And even just like stupid, like, I, I mean, opening drive, the, the Cardinals opening drive, at least five missed tackles, at least five minimum, minimum of five. Yeah. Just on the first drive alone. I still can't get over the, the play call with the back to back. What was that? Uh, draws <laughs> from Brian Johnson. First and 20. Uh, and then there was like a second and 16 and then Devontae Smith gets rolled up on third and long. I can't and like, as they're, and they're like, as, as they're getting into that like area, they're driving down the field and all of a sudden they, they had one <laughs> called quarterback run and it was the first one of the game. And I was like, wow, we've held off until now to do this. And that was a perfectly timed one. Great. And then all of a sudden he had to make up for all the missed opportunities to call a quarterback draw for the rest of the entire game and just really <laughs> screw us out of a, out of anything there. Oh God. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I mean. All right. Should we just fa- see what, see what Twitter's saying? Is Twitter no, they saying can't be saying anything. It's gotta are? be perfectly calm on Twitter. It, if you, <laughs> if you want some actual analysis for this game, other than just like gut reaction, it's that, Please. Man, Avante Maddox was awesome <laughs> in this game. Like that is elite level and, analysis. Thank you. And like I, I fully expected him to come back and solve a lot of the issues over the middle of the field in terms of, you know, he played slot at such a good level last year. And he got picked on week one against New England, got hurt early in week two. 
maybe it's just a regression year for Maddox. I mean, I know that's not fair, him coming off of an injury, but in hindsight, maybe you shouldn't have inactivated Bradley Roby in Avante Maddox's first game back because Maddox was the guy. Like, they've targeted James Bradbury the last couple weeks. Maddox is who they were targeting today, and he just looked off, and there was no solution because the guy that's been playing slot for you was not active. So that was probably a big blunder as well. Is Howie the one that still does that still decides who's active and inactive on game day? <laughs> I don't know. Can we also say rest in peace to the Keely Ringo hype train? <laughs> Is it time? Week 14 oh, to week no. 17. <laughs> no, I'm standing by Keely Ringo. Well, we'll put that right next to the Travis Fulgham headstone. <laughs> God, damn it. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Taking a look at Twitter so far, everybody, everybody's getting fired. Um, somebody said ruin the holiday. That kind of sucks. I mean, luckily last week they won on Christmas Day, but going into New Year's Day, like you want to be in bright spirits, you want to be joyful, cheerful, and so bad vibes going on. Um, fire Nick, everybody's getting fired. Fire Nick Sirianni. Fire the team. Don't care anymore. Promote? No, 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 no. I'm not gonna read that one. Uh, Ren is over. <laughs> overdue absolutely no words season over yet question mark um no longer interested fire the team cooked 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 nothing worth watching yeah bye bye nick so everybody's like this team is done they're cooked they're trash i don't want to see anymore and it's sad yep yeah They got major changes, and it starts at the top. Like Shane said, it's Howie Roseman, his philosophy, like Jalen Carter. I'm a big fan of Reed Blankenship. Uh, He makes tackles outside. Nobody else can make tackles on this team. But they got major decisions to make um, from a player standpoint, from a personnel standpoint on this defense. I just can't – it's hard to think how far this has come, like especially like – how good were they, Shane? Like week six, week eight, their run defense, at least they had an identity. Like this team has had an identity crisis since then for the majority of the season. And it, it's, it's it, is it possible? What? Is it possible that their run defense was good at the end of the beginning of the year because everybody just passed the ball the whole time? Like the pass defense was so bad. It was like, let's just, let's just throw the ball. We don't even need to yeah, run. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. They, if you look at like DVOA numbers, uh, it's been five weeks since the Eagles had a negative rush defense DVOA performance, which that's a good thing. Negative numbers. <laughs> like five weeks in a row, teams have rushed better than they would against an average defense against the Eagles. Um, it, it's just been awful since the bye week. They've only had one good run defense performance. And I mean, 
even when you couldn't stop the pass, there was something you could hang your hat on. Like if defenses can do one thing against you, you can kind of slant everything to stop that, right? You can, you know, overcommit to playing pass defense. You can play so many light boxes, but when you can't stop anything, like there's just, I don't know what you do there. Um, other than turn on Minnesota Vikings tape and watch what Brian Flores does and just be an agent of chaos. And like, that's the only serviceable thing for this defense. I've, I've been saying that for a month and a half though. It's too late now. Like you can't roll that out week 18 and it'd be ready to go in the playoffs. Like there's so many things that should have been flagged as problematic. The defensive approach, the, the, the personnel management, not playing Nolan Smith more, not playing Keely Ringo more earlier. Like, these young guys that you should have had on the field that they should be playing, you know, Keely Ringo for as rough as a game as he had today, this is his third game, essentially. Like it happens. Imagine if this was his 12th game, we'd have a better beat on him. He'd know more what he's doing. And um, you just, you, the Eagles misread the situation and they thought they could run it back and they kept the band together and James Bradbury fell off a cliff and Avante Maddox got hurt and Darius Slay has, had surgery now and has been out a few weeks and Brandon Graham disappeared and Josh sweat disappeared. And the, the defense is just in a sorry state. And like you said, they got a lot of decisions to make and anything other than a full youth movement is a mistake for the defense moving into next year. Like you have got to do what every team does when they pay their quarterback, you've got to get young on defense and your quarterback's got to carry this. And you got to get young guys that can contribute on the rookie deals. You look at the Chiefs. They started so many young guys all year last year. And this year they've got a top six defense because of it, because they hit on those guys. And that's where the Eagles are at now. It needs to be a defensive heavy draft. You got to get young guys on the field. You got to get Nolan Smith on the field. He's got to be good. Like you've got to get some linebackers. You got to get a safety opposite Reed Blankenship. And these guys have to hit and you've got to leave them on the field through their growing pains. And then you turn around and look a year later and all of a sudden you might have a decent defense, but you can't continue to sign free agents to play linebacker in November and bring back 35 year old guys on your defensive line. Cause they've been here for a long time and expect them to get better too. It's just not going to happen. That's the problem is you can't adjust your linebackers. Aren't fast enough to blitz. They even blitzed uh, on in, in the third quarter there, they, they blitzed and, Kyler Murray just backpedaled and threw a touchdown to Michael Wilson. Uh, I believe Keely Ringo was in coverage on a fourth and four. Um, and it, I, I just keep thinking like grand scheme of things. My, my love of the Eagles, man, like this might be the last home game for Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. And um, who knows what, who, who knows who else. So, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. That's who I was missing. So, like, that's that's the bittersweet of this is, oh, my God. Like, if they're going to a full rebuild, uh, and they should, uh, not a full rebuild, I'm sorry, defensively, to kind of retool and load up, and they'll have the ammo to do it. They, they have two second-round picks. They have a first-round pick. Uh, they should be able to do that, no problem. And I I am a fan of how, he, how he's drafting. I am a fan of Nolan Smith and his upfront, but you know, what does that mean for the rest of this defense? And those, those guys I just mentioned, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's going to be a, one of those, like, 
It was part of the reason why he kept the band back together after 2017. And obviously they won the Super Bowl in 2017, but it was the nostalgia aspect. And it's, you know, you're going to, he's going to have to take a look at it. It's, it's going to be tough. There's going to be obviously some, you know, good times. We're all going to reminisce on as Eagles fans that, you know, it's going it, to, from, from a personal standpoint, especially within the organization, like it's, it's going to sting and it's going to be tough to do. And it's going to be a complete overhaul. It's going to be a, weird to look at this team next year for a little bit, but it's, you know, it's necessary at this point. Like they can't keep going with this and just expect it to change the definition of insanity. Yeah. I mean, on this comment, the offense needs to rebuild too. What are you rebuilding though? I mean, you have franchise quarterback and Jalen hurts. You've got two receivers. I think AJ Brown's 25. So two receivers, 25 and under that are top guys in the league. You've got a really good tight end and offensive line. Like, there's nothing like there's things there's decision-making things and schematic things that need to be better, but the talent's there on offense, like, and and the offense needs to put up more points here. Like you, you're playing an awful, an awful, 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 awful. I'll say it one more time. Cardinals defense. Like you should literally score almost every possession here. The offense has the talent. The Eagles should not spend a pick in this draft on offense. Like, the defense is the issue right now. I mean, it's all an issue, but talent-wise, the defense is the talent issue. The whole team is a culture issue and schematic issues right now. Uh, I think you can fix the offensive side of the ball with play calling and schematic things. You can't fix the defensive side of the ball with that. It could be better for sure. It's not a defense of Patricia or Sean Desai. It could be better with a different coordinator, but it's never going to be great with what they have right now. That's they've got to get better on that side of the ball talent wise. And this is especially painful, especially the last two weeks where you see Brian branch and um, who's the guy from the Ravens, John, the blank, um, Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Joey Hamilton, Porter Jr. Up Joey Porter Jr. You know, guys that have been high on Shane and I's big boards um, and he will just pass them. Um, what it is and thank god the league made the change a couple years ago so we have one more regular season game to get through <laughs> i mean what do we do here do we rest our starters right uh i'm gonna assume that the nfl will put the cowboys and eagles game at the same time so you won't know the outcome of the cowboys game so i'm assuming you play the starters because if you win and the cowboys lose you still clinch the division um and honestly, as bad as the team's playing, it's I don't think you rest the starters anyways. I would just play them. So you got some stuff you need to work through. I also personally have some stuff that I need to work through thanks to this team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Happy New Year's. Right here. Is it too early to start drinking? No, not at all. I appreciate the support there. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> It might be too early for Shane to start drinking because he's a couple hours behind. Just but one, just it's one. Definitely not too early for it. <laughs> yeah, four thirty is definitely not too early to start. We're staying hydrated because everybody's sick in my house. Oh, um, I'm dang. so sorry to hear that. It's been a brutal couple weeks of of illnesses. I think everywhere. Yeah. All the kids coming home from school and just bringing everything in the house, and then seeing family and just mm. awful. What a cheery way to bring in the new year for everyone. That's what I said. Like, what? Any final thoughts, anyone? No, I'm just looking at this defense. That's the biggest thing uh, I, I keep coming back to. You look at 
You know, Brandon Graham, he has three sacks on the year. He was so good last year. Uh, Josh Sweat, last sack was November 5th. Um, Cox and Carter have five sacks. They've been solid at times, but kind of with the defensive rotations and snaps, they've been fading. Um, I think Reddick has regressed over over the last few weeks. Jordan Davis, um, he, I haven't seen Jordan Davis since October. Um it's the defense, like we've said a thousand times on this show, that I, we're, I'm going to be thinking about all week and where it goes forward. But I, I love Shane's comment about, you know, even if they beat uh, a team in round one or so in the playoffs, this team has major flaws. And it starts with Howie's philosophy. And this is coming from a Howie guy. Um, major changes need to be made. And that's not just Howie. That That is going to include everyone on the chopping block outside of Jeff Stoutman and, and Shane's boy. Michael Clay. You're going to make me say it. Michael Clay. <laughs> I was, I, I was going to make you say it. I, I mean, I said that. during the game that the Eagles should just fire Matt Patricia and make Jeff Stoutland the defensive coordinator. Like the last time we made an offensive line coach. Juan Castillo. Last time we made an offensive line coach a defensive coordinator, it didn't go this badly. So. Oh. I, yeah, I don't need another Juan Castillo situation in my life. I don't need that. It's not, I mean, this is bad. I don't, we don't need to go to that bad. Just such a shame. It's such a bummer. At the end of the day, the Eagles really just need to find their identity. I mean, they're not playing their best football right now. And they, they just need to look in the mirror and hold themselves and each other accountable. And they'll bounce back. Next year, It maybe. is crazy that they have to do that this late. Yeah. <laughs> It was over. Been waiting for a gut check on this team for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> never responded. Every time they have a lead in the third quarter, they they that's that's been the theme of this Eagles defense and offense. Like that's their identity. That's their identity. Like like they fail. Yes, they're outscored. Well, the last two games, I think they were outscored thirty to zero in the third. The quarter. Eagles are now two and sixteen and close the game out situations this year, where they could either run the clock out or score the touchdown to win the game. They're two of sixteen. That's their identity. They cannot put teams away, and they never learned. They never adjusted, and it bit them in the ass. Yep. Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a comment here. It was like New Year, new t- New Year, new identity. I'm, I'm yeah. with it. It's all we can get. I can't believe it. How many points? How many points do the Eagles need to put up in the first round of the playoffs offensively? Like, what 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 is a realistic number? If they play uh, the if, if they play they the Jaron Hall led Minnesota Vikings, fifty eight <laughs> might do it. Okay. <laughs> like I I said this earlier. It's like. I can't think of an offense in the league right now that I feel confident the Eagles can stop. And I honestly can't think of an offense that I would feel good about it if they were playing their backup quarterback. Because, I mean, we've seen it the last two weeks, right? The Giants had a shot into the end zone with a backup quarterback. Drew Locke scored the touchdown, the backup quarterback. It's not like the Giants are a good offense. It's just, yeah, the defense is just so bad. And you get the pick six from Sidney Brown. Like that's just, if they're going to win against good teams, it's going to have to be scoring almost every time. And the defense makes a big play somewhere. And the offense hasn't been that consistent. I mean, that again, offense 
played well today, but they're not, they weren't consistent. You can't go three and out when your defense is that bad. Just can't happen. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Real, the real winners of this game is the, the fine wine and spirits uh, for the next right. 48 <laughs> hours, because I'm sure that those stores are packed right now. And all that's going to be left are those bottles of Eagles wine and champagne. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's all that's going to be left in the store. <laughs> I think we're all that woman who was, they showed on the broadcast. Wasn't she, great? she was like, what are we doing? That was, that was I, my favorite part of the game. Yeah. Because she was, was saying every, was what everyone was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't go. I was going to ask you if you ended up going or not. Yeah. We did not end up going. Hey. And it was, I think it was for the best. Yeah. Because that would have just, we were going to go for the first half. Okay. That would have been somewhat enjoyable, but right. I, it just, mm, nope. Yeah. Nope. I, mm, I just, it's such a bummer. It's just such a bummer. That's all. That's like, that's all I can keep thinking is like, it's yeah, just. These games bummer. are tiring. Like, I feel like after the game, I feel exhausted. Yeah. You know? I know. I'm maxed out. I tweeted yeah. that. I was like, oh, can I just ask for a one, like, New Year's Eve, relaxing Sunday, where we have some nice food, we relax, we, we have some drinks. Yep. The Eagles nope. will not allow it. And, I, I again, I just – I go back to that possession, the onside kick. You have the ball in their, in their field, their possession. And you have a holding call, and you get a quarterback draw, a quarterback draw, and a bubble screen game over. That, that was it. That, that's <laughs> that's it. So basically at this point, as long as the Cowboys don't lose and the Eagles win, that would put the Eagles traveling to take on the champion of the NFC South, which right now would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Could they win that game? It could potentially turn into the Saints if the Saints, I think, if the Saints beat the Falcons next week. uh, And does it require the – Oh, no, the Bucks would have to lose. So the Bucks would have to lose to the Panthers, and the Saints beat the Falcons next week, and the Saints would be in. So either the Buccaneers or the Saints, uh, they could end up playing the Saints with draft cap, draft pick on the line, like you win and you knock down that Saints draft pick. Um, I don't know. I mean, that should at least be a good game, right? The, the NFC South is so bad. You get another shot at the – the last time you were playing good might be when you played the Buccaneers. So Buccaneers maybe that gets you back on track. Oh God. I just want to, I want it to be over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. I can't. I'm exhausted. Yeah. That's right. Uh, final thoughts, anyone? I'm exhausted. That was my final thought. No, it's Nick Sirianni. Like I, it's the Howie Roseman is the Nick Sirianni starting at the top. Like I just can't point to a single way he makes, he's currently making the, the, the team and the players better. And um, I didn't, I refuse to believe that uh, until now. There's no hiding it anymore. It is what it is. My final thought is, Whatever AJ Brown wanted to say last week, I would like for him to say it this week, very publicly. I would like to hear what he is. And I would to also say. like to hear what Devontae Smith has to say. And I would like to hear 
I don't care what Jalen Hurts has to say. He wouldn't say anything interesting anyways, but I would like to hear what some of these guys have to say. Just say it. Just just put it out there. I mean, season's up in flames at this point anyways. Like, if if those guys still believe in Sirianni, then There's no I'm way. fine with it. Bring him back. It's pretty obvious. That- I don't feel like that's the case, and I would like for them to be very vocal about what they think. And let's get this thing fixed for next year. That's my final thought. Yep. I like it. I'm going to call it there. I have nothing to add to that because I think you're right. Well, I really appreciate all these people that came in to be sad with us. As we say every week, misery loves company. So really glad we had all these people joining us and jumping in. And if we didn't get your comment up on the screen, just know that we have all definitely been comment watching this whole time because there have been a lot of really good ones in here. So thank you to everyone who jumped in on Twitter. Thank you to everyone on, on YouTube. At least it's not midnight. Yes. We're doing this. That Thank God it was one o'clock. And yeah. God, I hope next week we get to do this again at you know a 4.30 time and they don't put us at a ridiculous hour for, for that game since the time is still TBD. But thank you to everyone for jumping on with us. Even though the Eagles did not help with it, Happy New Year. Have a wonderful and safe night, everyone. For myself, Dibes, Shane, Rachel, this BGN Instant Reaction Show. Make sure you're followed everywhere, and we will be back next week. And reluctantly, go birds. Go birds.